You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh my God, can you believe that? Woo! Yeah, baby! That ball oh, came off his foot like a rocket. Wow! Oh, that hurt, man. Wow! to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Highlight cut courtesy of the Texas Tech Sports Network from Learfield two weeks ago. A last-second 62-yard field goal by Jonathan Garibay and Tech wins over Iowa State. Uh, 41-38 was the final score. A call authored by uh, Brian Jensen and John Harris and maybe Steve Pitts was screaming in the background there. I'm not sure, <laughs> but what a uh, dramatic win for the Red Raiders over Iowa State. Joined now by Brian Jensen, the football voice of uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, it almost, when I heard, hey, Brian, welcome to you first off. Appreciate your time. Thanks, John. Hey, good to have you on. Uh, when I heard that call the first time, and I went back and listened to it. It was almost like you were, you know, you were going through the motions and calling that, and then you were surprised. Uh, is that fair? You know that he hit it from sixty-two yards out. Yeah, I think the, the realization hit. You know, we <laughs> they threw a pass right before it that only got three yards, and you know they immediately uh, called it or get out of bounds, stop the clock, and they're like, okay, well, three seconds. You throw a hail mary. It's sixty-two yards. I mean, how often does that actually? turn out well uh, right right never kicked one that long so we're like uh, man maybe they should go for the Hail Mary what are the odds which one's better and then uh, he comes out there to kick it and man the second it left his foot and it's like John said at the very end there it just looked like a rocket coming off of right. his foot and there was no question at the very outset that it was going to be long enough and then we're just holding our breath because as you know in the broadcast booth at times there's some delays on the, on the videos that we see, so it's hard to see and tell whether it goes through the uprights until you see the officials raise their arms. Oh, sure, right. And so you could hear the crowd, you know, starting to go nuts just as the officials raised their arms, and it was just, uh, yeah, we went from, can you believe they're actually going to kick it to, oh, my God, it's going through. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was a great call. It really was. And and what a great win, you know, for Tech to get bowl eligible, you know, with, with that win over uh, over a really good Iowa State team. Man, there was a lot wrapped up into that uh, that game and that win. Yeah, and I think that was part of the emotion at the end was just all the stuff that was going into it because it's been a long time, 2017, since Tech's been bowl eligible. and. As you know, quite a few uh, strange things happened throughout the year, including a change at the head coaching position. And, um, you know, just the pressure that was on some of these players and the coaching staff, you know, wanting to put on a good show as they may be exiting. Um, you know, it was just a lot of emotion. And uh, when when the change was made, when the coaching change was made, uh, Matt Wells relieved of his duties. Y- y'all were sitting at five wins. And that's one thing I thought and heard was, 
hey, they're just one win away, you know, from being bowl eligible. But I, I guess these days, uh, if you're going to make a coaching change, I guess you go ahead and, and pull the Band-Aid off and do it quick. And, you know, if you can, get a new guy in there, which Tech did and Joey McGuire, and be ready for recruiting in that early signing period. Well, and I think uh, you're exactly right. And the first reaction for most people was, why now? And mm-hmm. then the realization of, well – because they were not able to close out games. And if you can't close out games when you're leading them or, you, or you know, you, you have the big losses like they did against uh, in Texas and Oklahoma, then you're like, ah, are you really going forward? You're going to get that next win. Maybe you need some kind of spark. But the most important part was getting out early and getting the coach you wanted and then allowing that individual to go out and do the things that McGuire has done since he's been there. He hasn't been involved much at all in the football program itself um day-to-day getting ready for games that's still Sonny Cumbie doing that so that McGuire could focus on recruiting and focus on getting his staff together and the word is you know it just came down that Sonny Cumbie's being retained as offensive coordinator but um the rest of the staff apparently is going to start being announced as early as you know the game's ending on Sunday night so uh, or on Saturday night so you know it's it's exciting to see what he's done already and if he can continue the, the recruiting trail that he has started while everybody else is playing football, um, I think it's a great advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And let me say this. Uh, I, I, I hate that we're losing Joey McGuire, but I am more excited than I am disappointed uh, that we're losing him, more excited for him to get a head coaching job. I think that is a great hire. You're going to love working with him, and I think he's a really good fit for Texas Tech. I think that's a great yeah, we hire. Had, we had him on at halftime of the Iowa State game, and that was the first time we'd had an opportunity to really meet him and, and, and hear from him and talk to him. And, man, it was just contagious, the, the way mm-hmm. he was carrying, carrying himself, the, the great um, admiration he has for Tech and West Texas. And, you know, what he's done at, at Baylor and, and in the high school ranks prior to that is just tremendous. So, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of excitement. I'll tell you the other thing, John, is the comments that have been made by the coaches uh, – Around the country, like Bob Stoops made some some very very nice comments about him. Mac Brown was was quoted as saying what a um, incredible uh, high school coach he was and what a great coach in general he is. I mean, it's just th- those are things that in Texas, as you know, that's golden. So Sonny Cumbie uh, finishes out this year uh, the game this week, and then your bowl game. And but you said the announcement. I hadn't seen this. You said the announcement's been made that he'll be retained as the OC. Yeah, it just came out uh, like minutes before the, the, the call that I'm on with you. So Perfect. Thank you for yeah, that. Uh, you're welcome. So. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? I mean, he, he seems yeah. like he's done a really good job of kind of holding things together in the interim. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, a tech legend. Uh, that seemed like a really good move. Yeah, and I think the games that he's been able to focus uh, just on offense when he's had healthy players in there and he's shown some of his creativity – They've been exciting moments. They've been exciting games. The Iowa State game was one of them, obviously. But um, I just think that, uh, you know, the head coaching thing and all the stuff that's, that's been around the program since the coaching change, that's a very difficult position to be in, to be an interim guy, not knowing for sure where you're going to land. So now I think he's going to be able to, you know, relax these last couple of games and, you know, just really get back and, and focus on just the coaching of the game and the players and, not have to worry about all that other stuff. So I think it's a great positive move for him. 
Brian, yep. what was the issue last week? Uh, you know, the offense uh, shut out 108 yards. Can you put your finger on maybe what, what some of the shortcomings were last week? Well, um, I think the biggest shortcoming was that they got, I think they got away from some of the things that uh, they do well, Tech does well, and tried to go with some things that they felt like uh, might surprise Oklahoma State a little bit. And mm-hmm. as it turned out, um, the Cowboys' defense, as you know, they are one of the quickest defenses, um, not just in the Big 12, but probably in the country. They have sure. speed all over that, that secondary. The linebackers are fast, and they put good pressure on the quarterback. So I think uh, the dink and dunk type stuff that, that you would typically see, they kind of got away from that, started throwing a lot more vertical. And um, I think the speed of the Oklahoma uh, secondary there just really bit them early. And then by that time, you know, even though they weren't down much, uh, you start to try to change what your game plan was going to be coming into it. And that, that, that's always a difficult thing to do, especially until you get to halftime and can, you know, get in front of the guys. And Oklahoma State is really good this year. I mean, they're number seven yeah. now in the CFP. And their defense, like you said, is uh, I, I think I – think, uh, safe in saying the best we've seen this year and yep. you guys just kind of got you know that was your time against them last week yeah and again with all the other things going on uh, not, not an excuse at all just reality of you know the, I, I think they tried to do things in a in a week that all these other distractions and things are going on and it's it's tough to do that you typically if you're going to go up against a great defense like that if you just do your bread and butter and you execute well and don't make big mistakes you're at least probably going to be able to hang in there for a while mm-hmm. um and the tech defense played really well especially in that first half so uh they had that opportunity and just again they, little mistakes here and there because i think they went from the vertical back trying to get back to their game and by that time it was they were just off all right uh last game of the year last game of the regular season uh everybody's beat up banged up Who who's available who's left for you guys uh, at quarterback going into this game this week well, we still Donovan Smith, Henry Columbia, prob- probably going to be um, available again. Um, that's a quarterback. And then, you know, Tyler Shuck is still not going to be uh, playing. I think they're going to go ahead and hold him out the rest of the season. He probably could play, but mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where, you know, if he just if he takes uh, a fall or a hit wrong um, in the collarbone area, um, he would be facing something much more drastic in the off season and why why risk that right um if if in fact you know he he comes back um you never know these days right so <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting to see i mean hopefully donovan smith is able to go um and go the whole game without having to worry about what else is behind him i got gotcha. you and what do you think uh what are your thoughts about this matchup i mean baylor's got uh, you know, I was talking to Coach Aranda earlier today, and I said, man, what a difference the regular season finale this year compared to where we were, you know, at this point last year, limping to the finish mm-hmm. line and didn't hardly have enough players or coaches to even play that last game last year. And look yeah. where Baylor is, you know, at this point. Uh, what do you think about the matchup? Well, so I, I should ask you a question first. Uh, Bohan sure. and Vin. <laughs> uh game time decision is what i'm told uh-huh. so there uh-huh. you go <laughs> yeah yeah because obviously you know you you, you have a a team that man he's such a great leader out there and, and such a tough player um and he's very difficult for a team like tech to be able to defend so 
you know, if he's out, not to say that, you know, your, your, your other players, your other quarterbacks um, can't do the same, but you know, your starter, your starter for a reason. Sure. And so that's something that, you know, I think would make the game a, a little different matchup wise. Um, other than that, you know, again, um, the Baylor tech game typically seems to be one that you go into it thinking the matchup is going to be the way you think it's going to be. And rarely does it turn out that way. <laughs> that's true. And I'm not sure why, because, you know, it, it's not that it's, you know, a huge rivalry. It's just, it, I guess maybe because typically it's near the end, if not the end of the, of the season. And, uh, you know, teams play at that point, nothing to lose. Right. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. because Tech now has, you know, I think they have a little bit of direction and they have a chip on their shoulder because of what happened last week. And um, they want to end the season right. Wow. Well, I think it'll be fun. That's one thing. Uh, like last year was a one point game. We have uh, more often than not really good close games. So it'll yeah. be fun. And we'll just get up and tee it up early and uh, look forward to seeing you in Waco on Saturday. Sounds fantastic, John. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Holler if you need anything. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that. Yep. All right. Thanks. That is uh, Brian Jensen, the radio voice of, of Texas Tech football.